Hi, and welcome to episode 34 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Working, Actually Hand Dyed, a review, and an awesome knit along update. So guys, I have a couple of exciting things this week. Before we get started, I want to apologize if my voice sounds weird or if I am sniffly. My allergies are out of control tonight. Um, I don't know what it is about the weather this year. I usually don't get allergies, but it has been so rainy and weird and strange in Colorado that the flowers and everything, like my tulips are beyond amazing this year. My lilac bushes are like blooming like crazy. Um, and my nose has been dripping for about four days. So hopefully I don't sound too gross and, uh, I'll do my best not to sniffle at you guys. The other thing that I am going, I'm dealing with right now, um, I mentioned in the last episode that my son is working on his black belt test. So this has been testing week. Last Saturday he did his fitness test. Uh, the fitness test is designed to make you think you can't do it basically. Um, so it was a really awesome thing because he did not just pass it, he nailed it. He did so good. And um, he did, so um, my son had to do 100 push-ups in three minutes, 100 sit-ups in three minutes, 100 right roundhouse kicks in 60 seconds, and then 100 left roundhouse kicks in 60 seconds, and then go out and do a three-mile run. And, he, and so it's designed to make you think you can't do it, basically. And and in the end, pretty much everybody does. Um, and he did great. He did so great. And it was, like, the best times he had ever done. He did the left roundhouse kick so fast that I thought he stopped too soon because he got them done, like, so fast. So that was awesome. Last night we had his sparring test, uh, which was also great. He had to spar 10 one-minute rounds um, with a fresh opponent every minute, and a lot of them were black belts and adults and things like that, and so he did amazing at that as well. Um, So it's been an exciting week, and I got very inspired. I hope you guys can't hear a lot of noise. The cats are jumping around like maniacs. Um, I was very inspired by uh, my son and the work that he has done towards his black belt. And I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast before that I actually have my black belt in Muay Thai kickboxing. And I've been sort of consumed with life like you get, very busy with the kids, very busy with work, things like that. And I haven't been going to class. Um, And watching him this week, I just thought, you know what, I really, I miss that feeling, that feeling of like strength and health and and all of that. So I've decided to get back to class and I went yesterday and I had a great class kind of over my lunch break and I went tonight and I tried a new class which was called TRX boxing. So it's like those TRX like bands that hang from the ceiling and you do all these things and it's a lot of great core and upper body. I am so sore right now. (laughs) It is not even funny. So anyways, I'm sniffly and I'm sore and I have a lot of great content for you guys tonight. So I hope that you'll just hang in with me. Um, and I, I hope not to be too much of a train wreck. Um, so actually working, I really just have one project I want to talk about that is actually live on my needles. And that's what I'm knitting on right this minute. Um, And then I want to talk to you guys about my goals for Stash Dash because I kind of sat down tonight and made a plan for Stash Dash. So the thing that's on needles right now is 
I, um, I talked last episode about that really great crafty class that I took, which was called Professional Yarn Dyeing at Home, and I had dyed up two skeins of um, a recipe from the class, and that was called Purple Soldier Fly, and I did a fingering weight yarn. The yarn is Platinum Sock from Wool to Dye For, and I used her veil technique, which involves... Um, kind of layering the dye in the pot. And the three colors that I used were slightly different than the recipe called for, but I used deep magenta, royal purple, and purple purple pop. Um, and I love how this yarn turned out. I'm so happy with um, the color and this yarn. It's really, really beautiful. So I, of course, had to cast it on right away. I did not necessarily do a Mother's Day uh, cast on for myself, but I cast this on the week before Mother's Day, kind of with that in mind. Like, I was going to just do something indulgent for myself, and this was it. So I am knitting. I have two skeins of it, probably right around 850, 875 yards, something like that. And so I just cast on a fingering weight kind of t-shirt. Um, and I'm mostly improvising the pattern. I'm basing it on something that I've done before that, that I like the fit of. I use those measurements for the cast on and so I'm doing a top-down raglan. Where the raglan increases are, I did a little bit of a channel and then I cabled that. So that's kind of a cute little detail on the sweater that I like quite a bit. Um, and once I got to separating the sleeves, I went ahead and attached the second ball of yarn and I knit the sleeves and I just knit them so they're basically elbow length. Um, and at the bottom, I did a two by two rib and I did not change needle size. So my hope is that it's essentially, I mean, it, it does pull in maybe just a little tiny bit, but I wanted a very straight finish to the sleeve. I, I didn't want it to roll, but I also didn't want it to pull in because I felt like that would not be super flattering. So this is coming along really, really well. It's now I'm just going to do stockinette for the rest of the body. I'm doing some waist shaping. Um, so I just finished the waist decreases, and I'm going to knit straight for a little while and then do the waist increases. And I'm really kind of hoping to use up sort of every last inch of this yarn. So it may end up sort of tunic length. I may end up discovering that, gosh, maybe I could have put um, longer sleeves on it. But I think what I'll do is knit it in the round for quite a while and then um, split it at the bottom and make the front just a little bit shorter than the back and do that two by two ribbon. Maybe I'll do like an inch or two on the front and maybe like three inches or four inches on the back of the ribbing and kind of have a little split there. So that's what I have in mind for this one. I'm really enjoying it. It's very, especially now I'm just, you know, round and round and round for the body. I'm very, very happy with it. And this yarn, you guys, I'm so pleased. The thing that I was really excited about was, like I said, I knit, um, I knit and separated the sleeves, and then I, I'm using my um, Carbon's interchangeable needles. So I put the body stitches on hold, and I went back and I knit the sleeves with the second ball of yarn. And so considering that it's hand-dyed yarn and I hand-dyed it, so there wasn't any precision to the hand-dyeing, I really don't think that you can tell that the sleeves are knit from a different ball of yarn than the, um, than the body. And it's a very variegated yarn. There's dark purple and kind of a magenta and then some that runs more to a pink um, and so there's quite a bit of variation in the yarn 
but it's consistent variation, if that makes sense. So it's not like, gosh, there's some sharp, shocking, like the sleeves look really darker or really lighter or anything like that. So I'm really proud of how this turned out. And I am very excited about this sweater. My hope, again, you guys listen to this all the time, right? So then I'm going to say something crazy about how quickly I'm hoping to get this sweater done. I do have to sit through three hours of black belt testing tomorrow. Some of the time I will definitely be taking pictures, but there will probably be some knitting time in there. And I would like to be able to wear this t-shirt to my son's black belt celebration, which is a week from tomorrow. So wish me luck. Probably crazy. Um, I could probably wear it now, but it would be a crop, crop top and that would not be attractive. <laughs> so anyways, um, I can't wait to see how this turns out. And I will continue to post pictures. I'm having a hard time getting a picture because I've been using my phone, I've been having a hard time getting a picture that I feel like really represents the colorway, but um, I will keep trying and I will have the camera out tomorrow. So maybe I will take a picture with my DSLR camera and just see if I can get a better shot of it because it's super pretty. So that's what's on the needles right now. I did do a little bit of work on some of the stash dash projects that I'm lining up. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about that. And as I get to them, I will tell you which ones were on the needles this week. So I sat down and tried to calculate, you know, what I thought was a realistic amount of yarn for Stash Dash. I think last year it was somewhere in the, like, maybe 3,500 yard range. And I'm saying yards, and I think they actually measure it in meters because it's like a, like as if you were running a 5K kind of thing. Um, I don't think I made 5K. Last year I had the strategy all all kinds of wrong. So I was like... I just kept casting instead of finishing things where you got to take credit for a yardage you had already knit. I just kept casting on new things and that was fine because I knit a lot of things last summer that I really, really loved. But this year I'm going to be a little more strategic. So I have a lot of socks currently on my needles and my goal is to finish them. And my hope is to get as many of them as I can to the point where what they just need is afterthought heels so that I'm ready to go and I can free up my needles and then I can kind of binge knit a bunch of heels one weekend over the summer. So I have um, a bunch of hand-dyed yarn ready to go in socks that are in, in various stages. A lot of these are at some stage through the second sock. Um, I have a pair that I dyed that are a self-striping that's a, a bright neon green uh, with a Caribbean blue, or maybe it's bright aqua. And then I have the ones that I dyed that are charcoal gray, and then I speckled the other stripe, and that's pink and purple. I have one that I just speckled the whole thing, and it's definitely like a rainbow speckle, um, and those are super cute. I think I, I think those are the only pair that I'm on the first sock still. Um, and then I have what I was referring to as my Vegas socks, um, which are the Madeline Tosh, Tosh Sock um, Electric Rainbow is the colorway. Sorry, I'm making a note about something for later, too. And so those are all in various stages of being finished. And um, I also have my husband's socks, which are self-striping, and I used kind of like every blue I had in my dye stash. Um, they're a BFL sock yarn and I finally the other day got past the cuff because I am knitting longer cuffs now and so now I'm on to the actual leg of that sock and I think I probably got 
I don't know, two inches of leg done this week while I was like waiting for pickup and stuff. So those are coming along. So I'm kind of estimating that any of the socks for me would be 300 yards or so, and that my husband's socks will probably be a full 400 yards. Um, and those are the socks that are on my needles right this minute. So then for other socks that I have in plan that I really think I can finish over the course of the summer, especially I'm taking three pairs of socks on my trip. So I have the Bronco self-striping yarn that I bought for my oldest son when I was at Yarnfest. I have a hand-dyed yarn that I dyed it for myself that's a fingering weight. And I did like a silver gray, very light, and then I kind of did a rainbow um, just at one end of it. And I kind of hand-painted it. And so I want to make those into a pair of socks for myself. Of course, I have to free up needles for all of these things. And then I have the Spock and McCoy Scandalous socks that I bought also at Yarnfest that I want to um, knit up for my younger son. So socks for the kids I'm estimating at about 200 yards a pair because they both have very skinny legs. Um, and then again, about, I'm estimating about 300 for me. So if I did all of those socks um, right there, that's 2,200 yards-ish. Um then we get into things that are already on my needles that I think I can finish or things that I have in plan that I think I can finish. So this t-shirt, um, I think I have about 850 yards of this um, purple soldier fly. And although I would like to finish it before stash dash kicks off, if for whatever reason I'm a lunatic and I, I can't actually finish it in a week, then um, that would count as 850 yards. So that's pretty good. I have my peeping cowl. So the progress on that, I have finished now the third section of stripes. I have one more section of cables, one more section of stripes, and then the ribbing and then the bind off. So that one, the pattern says is 800 yards, and that is absolutely going to be finished um, in this dash dash period. My hope would be if I can knit like the wind and finish the t-shirt, I could go back to that and I could just do like ribbing and bind off um, during stash dash, and then whoosh, that one would be finished. We'll see how that goes. Um, my Spectrum Shawl, I would say, I think I'm on section five of seven on that one. Obviously, the sections are getting wider and wider as they go. So um, I probably, I don't know, I probably have like 200 more yards of knitting or something like that on that one. And that one, the pattern is very specific and says it's 670 yards. And so that would be another one that I would love to see um, you know, right around the 1st of June or something that I finish it up. Hopefully I'll have some knitting time like Memorial Day weekend or something and then knit it up and off the needles and stash dash. So we'll see how that goes. Then while I'm on my trip, I am planning to knit the Doodler shawl. So I've talked about this one. I have a, a great combination of yards planned. This, or yards, I said yards. Um, I have a sock blank that I dyed with my kids at Easter. I have a Mano Stil Uruguay um, Allegria in the Agave colorway, which is black, and then a lot of the colors that were in the Easter eggs, frankly. And then I have a Numma Numma The Usual in a blueberry sorbet. And so that's a big shawl. It calls for 1,050 yards of yarn, and that's my big vacation project. Now, the change in my big vacation plans is... Um, my mom is going to come along with us, which is fantastic. And we're so excited. And she was, she was not coming with us. And then 
she was like regretting that she wasn't coming with us. She's not going to come with us the whole time, but she is going to come with us for the beginning, like the first five or six days of our trip, which is so fantastic. And the great news is means that a lot of the beginning of the week, I won't have to be the driver because my mom has this thing that she likes to say about how like she doesn't like to ride with any driver who's under the age of 50, which basically means she only likes to ride when my dad is driving, which is fine. Um, so some of the beach trips and things like that, I might get some knitting in, like in the car back and forth because um, she'll be driving. Certainly I can knit socks if nothing else. So that's awesome and fun and exciting. And the doodler is on the vacation knitting list. And then I was going along with me also my Austin hoodie that I cast on ages ago. Um, this is a super cute pattern. And the um, the yarn that I have for it is a Tosh Mo Light, which is their mohair base in a gray that is called Scratched Record, and it's a fingering weight, and I'm very excited to maybe finally focus on that and finish that one up. So that would put me at, I think I calculated that was 4,870 yards. Um, so if you add that to the 2,200, that would be 7070. So that's pretty good. And that's a big stretch. That's a lot of like finishing things in progress. So then I thought, okay, well, maybe I, I have a couple more things that I could cast on. Like, what if I got all these things done on or before my trip? Which is, again, probably me hallucinating. But I do have the windswept shawl that I uh, started a while back and didn't didn't get very far. And that was going to be vacation knitting. It, it was replaced by the doodler. But that would be 650 yards. And that's a, I think that's a pretty attainable one. And then that fine jacket, which is the Vera Valamaki from Color Wheel Knits that I'm doing in the Madeline Tosh. Um, I think it's called Pure Merino. And the colorway is Grasshopper, which is this gorgeous chartreuse lime green. Um, and so that one it would be 1,400 yards. And then I'm going to talk in the actually hand-dyed section about some yarn that I dyed up this week. But it's another fingering weight yarn on that platinum sock. You know what? Actually, I'm lying. This one was an MCN. So it's a fingering weight MCN. And I, um, I'm thinking about doing just like a very simple tank top. So I have a pattern from Tannis Gray that is called Seaboard. And it's a lace weight tank top. And I cast one on last summer and I never really got very far with it. And then I want to do one with my MJ yarns. But I, I feel like I'm a little intimidated by lace weight yarn, and it just feels like, oh, so much yarn. So, much yarn. so um, I thought, well, if I took kind of the dimensions of this t-shirt and used the strategy, I'll call it, of this Tannis Gray um, tank top, then I could just do a very cute sort of tunic-style tank top out of this fingering weight yarn. Um and if I were able to do that, that would be another 850 yards. So my stretch goal is going to be to get to 10,000 yards. And when I total all of those things up, I'm at 99.70. So we'll see, you guys. This is probably crazy. Um, I think Stash Dash starts on May 27th. I don't think it runs the whole summer. I think it only runs until May, or I'm sorry, August, like 17th or something. So... Uh, it's not like I have all summer. I just have all of the not school times of the summer. So wish me luck. That's my plan. Actually stashed. I did not acquire 
any yarn this time, but I wanted to talk just a little bit about a couple of things. Um, I am expecting in the mail pretty soon here my um, Madeline Tosh Magnolia Society Sweater Club shipment for the month of May. So they usually ship about the middle of the month. And I think um, I think that means that yarn will ship next week. I don't know if you guys can hear the cat. And I hope that you can't. But she is a lunatic tonight. She is jumping. She keeps... I'm on the non-rolly chair in my office. And uh, she keeps hurling herself from the floor to the top of the rolly chair and making a horrible racket. So I'm really sorry if you guys can hear that. Um, so I am getting a sweater quantity. It's a fingering weight. Um, it might be the BFL fingering weight again. Um from Madeline Tosh, and the colorway that I ordered is Charred, which is kind of a gray with brown. I think it's really going to be pretty. I do not have a plan for that yet, um, but I showed great restraint. Once again, yay me. Um, the Summer Yarn Club came out. Very, very cute choices this time, um, and so they're doing like a earth, it's like earth, water, and wind or something. It's on Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> um, but they have really, really cute um, inspirations this time. And I really thought uh, it closed today, so I'm, I'm in the clear. Um, water, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, it is Earth, Wind, and Fire. And so you get a limited edition super soft DK, and then an 801010 fingering and a BFL light inspired by one of those elements. And I was tempted, I'm not going to lie, but I but I decided that I do have yarn still sitting in my stash from last summer's yarn club that I really love. There's a couple of beautiful yarns, and some of them are in these colorways. So I have a beautiful, I want to say it's a like goldenrod in the BFL light, and then I have a gorgeous pink that's called Boulder that I love very much that I really do have plans for. I'm going to do a hoodie out of the Color Wheel Knits in that one. And so I just, I kind of talked myself out of that. They do have a sock club now for Madeline Tosh, you guys, and that is extremely tempting, um, especially because it feels like not a huge investment. Um, but so far I'm staying strong. I did not sign up for either of those clubs. The other thing that I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is I saw this on Facebook the other day, but it appears that Madeline Tosh has done an even bigger than usual set of discontinued colors. Um, I got a notification from Eat Sleep Knit, which is one of my favorite places to buy Madeline Tosh yarn. Um, and it was a very long list. And there were some colors that I really love that were on the discontinued list. One of them, I, you guys might remember, I had bought myself a sweater quantity of Pashmina Worsted, which is a discontinued base, in Vishnu, which is a beautiful, beautiful purple and blue um, that I've had my eye on for years. And so it came up and I bought some from Jimmy, Jimmy Bean's Wool because they had it on sale. And now Vishnu is a discontinued color. So I don't know, I was super bummed about the whole thing. Um, normally what happens is when they start discontinuing colors, then um, Eat Sleep Knit will put them on sale. But they at least they, ha they haven't done that yet. So um, keep your eyes peeled, though. If there are colors that you know are on the discontinued list, I would say watch Eat Sleep Knit and Jimmy Bean will both, because you might 
you might catch a, a great discount. I'm looking really quickly to just give you some examples of some of the things besides Vishnu that were um, continued. So Big Sur, Black Walnut, um, Graphite, Magnolia Leaf, which is a really pretty one, Mala, which is not a colorway that I'm necessarily familiar with. Um, there's one called Morning Dove that's a pretty blue. Um, Ophelia. Pop Rocks, which is a great pink, the beautiful pink Pop Rocks. And so that one is discontinued. Stephen Loves Tosh, which is like cool browns and stuff. Um, Vermilion Vintage Sorry, that's been, I mean, that's been around a while, so that's a really pretty one. Turquoise and Vishnu. Um, that's just, you know, what they had in stock at Eat, Sleep, Knit from Tosh Sock. And so there were some of them that they um, they were saying, well, maybe we're going to get some restocks of. And there were some that were like effective immediately. We're not getting any more of this yarn. So kind of a bummer. Um, I guess there are some great new colors coming out. And I think that's kind of the way they always operate. It seems like every year there's a discontinued list. But um, like I said, there were a couple colors there that I that I love a lot that are not going to be available anymore. So check it out. Actually, hand dyed. I have one thing to talk about, and I know I mentioned before that I had hand dyed some yarn this week. So I took another one of the recipes from uh, the Crafty class, which is professional yarn dyeing at home with Sarah Eyre. Sarah is the former proprietor of Cephalopod Yarns, and they are not um, in business anymore. But she did a great class that I reviewed in the last episode on hand dyeing. So. I had tested out the purple, um, which was purple soldier fly, and there was another color that I was excited and interested in giving a shot. So this one was called Phoenix Butterfly, and it's really kind of an orange with pinks. Um, I wanted mine to be a little more pink, and like last time, I, I had one of the colors in my stash, but not the exact of the other color. So I... I started out, I wanted more pink. Um, the recipe called for deep magenta, which I do have in my stock. Um, I tried, though, first a layer of fluorescent fuchsia. I thought that might be a more electric pink. That was kind of what I was going for. It actually turned out quite pale, and that probably was my fault for not mixing it strong enough. Um, so I layered that over with a... Yellow Sun, which is a jacquard dye, and then I went back and I did the Deep Magenta, and it's really pretty. Um, it's definitely like kind of a corally color, um, almost if you could picture like a neon coral. So there are sections that are quite orange, there are sections that are kind of peachy, um, and there are sections that are very, very, very vibrant pink. So I'm really excited about this yarn. Uh, I am quite happy with how it turned out. It wasn't wasn't 100% what I what I had in my head. Um, certainly for me, there's a lot of trial and error, you know, in these things. But I, I have yet to take something out of the pot and think, ugh, that's horrible. Um, sometimes they're just different. They're just not quite exactly what I was going for. But this one is quite lovely. I toyed with the idea of throwing it in for another round with the deep magenta. And then I decided I didn't want to ruin... Um, what I had started, you know, I, I, I liked it enough. I kind of wished it had had just a little more pink to it, but I was afraid that if I put it back in the dye bath, I might end up with something that I, 
no longer liked, and I like this quite a bit. Um, so I decided to leave it as is. It's probably going to be a tank top, again, loosely fashioned off the measurements of the t-shirt that I'm working on right now and the style and strategy of um, Seaboard by Tannis Gray, and I'll keep you guys posted. It may end up wind, wound up in, in my vacation bag because it's very pretty and tropical, so we'll see. Um, but I really, um, I had a couple people give me feedback about, you know, they had gone out and um, taken the class. I know Ramona, Ramona Firehorse, took the class and really enjoyed it. So definitely scope that out if you guys are interested in toying with dyeing at all. Um, I really highly recommend that class. I've had a lot of fun with the recipes that she had in there, and I thought the instruction was terrific. Okay, guys, I have a couple of things that I thought it would be fun to review um, this week. I lined some things up because I'm, I'm waiting for some books to come in the mail, and they are apparently delayed. Uh, and I have a couple of books that I want to review that are, I have some fun stuff planned around. So um, I was off looking for things to review for you guys. And then yesterday, something awesome showed up in the mail. So I'm going to do a handful of things today. But the first thing that I wanted to talk about was a couple of really cool pattern collections that have come out in recent weeks. The first of which is Brooklyn Tweed's Wool People 10. And so I always enjoy um, checking out the um, Brooklyn Tweed collections. This one is definitely um, no. So Wool People 10 is a 15 pattern collection. Um, again, this is Brooklyn Tweed, so Jared Flood's yarn company. And I know that most people are very familiar with um, his work. There are a lot of beautiful patterns as usual. I think it's interesting because... They didn't necessarily go with things that I would consider to be summer weight, although there are a couple of beautiful shawls um, in the collection. Um, and there are a couple of things in here where I am going to absolutely massacre the pronunciation. <laughs> so just be aware of that. Um, the first one that I really love is um, called a Aquina, A-Q-I-N-N-A-H. The designer's name is Carrie Robb, and it's a beautiful um, cabled design. And it looks to me like this is a wrap um, that must come in different sizes. So there's a small stole, a wider version, and then it says a magnum opus in, that is seven feet long and large enough to cuddle, cuddle into with a loved one. So really, really pretty. Um, they actually have pictures of all three versions, so it's kind of like uh, long and skinny, medium and skinny, and then super long and wide. Um, so that's a really interesting. Um, oh gosh, it actually looks to me like there's like ver three versions, and then with each within each version, there's four sizes. So very very interesting. You can kind of do anywhere from. Uh, a thousand yards of worsted weight to 1900 yards of worsted weight to 1300 yards of chunky weight. So lots of options there. And the, the cables are absolutely beautiful. That's one of the things I love about Brooklyn Tweed is they always have beautiful, beautiful cables. So check that one out for sure. There are a couple of beautiful shawls. Um, there is a lot of like real like lace stuff, which I always think of Brooklyn Tweed as being more cable based patterns. 
but this one does have quite a bit of beautiful lace in it. Um, and then there is a, um, I'm going to massacre the same two, Marleybone by Bristol Ivy. So it's a cardigan. Um, this one is in Quarry, which I think is their bulky weight yarn. Again, so it's just interesting to see bulky weight sweaters in, in, as we head into summer. Um, but this one's got a really cute kind of chevrony cable. And uh, that runs up the back and then also down the sleeves and down like the lapels. So that's very, very cute. Um, and I liked that one a lot. Um, there's one called Oda by Yoko Hata is the name of the designer. And that's a beautiful cabled pullover. Also looks to me like it is probably in this new... Oh, no, it's actually a worsted weight. I thought it might have been the bulky, just based on the picture. But it's really, really pretty. Uh, very, very cute. So 15 patterns in total, and I really think that that one is worth a look um, if you haven't checked it out already. So next up, guys, uh, Vera Valamaki has a new sweater collection. It's called Bespoke Sweaters. It came out just this month. I think it, it might have come out at the beginning of the month, so it might be a couple weeks old at this point. But there are very, very cute, very wearable sweaters in this collection. Um, so it's a seven sweater collection. There are um, mostly pullovers, but it looks to me like, well, three cardigans, four pullovers, that's mostly, right? Um, the first one is a cardigan called East Coast Girl. It's got a really pretty lace at the top, um, and it's a cardigan. Um, it's one of those sweaters that I feel like, gosh, you know, you, you, you could look at that sweater anywhere and know that it was a Vera Valamaki. It's very, very classic, very cute. There's a sweater called Eclipse that is a DK weight pullover. I looked at this one for a long time. I really like it. I do have quite a bit of DK in my stash. Um, this one reminds me quite a bit of Breathing Space, which I just knit. It's not striped, but it is a top-down raglan. It's got kind of that same boat neck. Breathing Space was a fingering weight. This is a DK weight. It's got cute cables, um, basically up what would, what would be the side seams, and then it's got the same asymmetrical hem. So that one is super cute, and I could definitely see myself uh, knitting that one with some of the DK weight that's in my stash. There's a sweater called Iceberg, which is very, very cute. This one is a turtleneck pullover. It's got big splits up the seams, which I thought was kind of interesting. Honestly, this one reminds me quite a bit of um, Cold Breath by Hohi Locatelli, which is one that I have knit before. It's a very boxy um, turtleneck. Uh, the construction of the Hohi one is a little different because it's like saddle sleeves. Um, but this is very cute. Um, uh, this one is also a DK weight. So the other one that it reminds me of is, um, gosh, oh, he, oh, he had one, I think it's called Light Rain, and that was in Interpretations 3. So it's that same sort of look, but again, in a different weight of yarn. Um, there's another kind of a cowl neck, I guess, um, uh, pullover that is called Minimum. So as the description, right? It's very um, simple. It would be a really nice one to highlight a really special yarn. Very loose cowl neck. Again, you know, pretty similar shaping, um, I think, to the others. The, what, the thing that's interesting about this is it has a big slit up the back. And I don't know. I'm not sure if I would love that or not, but it's cute. Um, the other thing that's interesting is these are all done in shades of gray. 
Um, and I'm a sucker for a gray sweater. So, so that one is cute too. Um, next up is one called pavement. Uh, and this one is very cute. This is a fingering weight pullover with some yoke shaping. It almost looks like you could do the sleeves a different color and end up with like kind of a baseball t-shirt sort of a thing. Um, and it's got a curved hem. So I knit several years ago, I knit two of this sweater. Hovi Locatelli has a cute sweater called Lemongrass, which is a pullover. Um, and it's got like a basket weave cable on the front. And then the, the front and the back are rounded. Um, and it actually buttons up the side. So this doesn't do that. But it's got the same rounded hem as that sweater. So it reminds me of that one. I find that sweater to be very wearable. I knit one for myself out of some knit picks. Um, I don't know, something green uh, in a worsted weight. And then I bought for my mom's birthday one year, I knit her one out of a pink, um, gosh, it was Malabrigo Twist. And it's like vintage toile or something is the name of the colorway. Really beautiful, rosy pink. Um, so the shaping of this reminds me of that sweater, which I, I enjoyed knitting quite a lot. And then the last one is a cardigan called Sticks and Steel. And this one is quite pretty as well. Um, this one is knit out of a chunky weight yarn. So that's kind of great. Again, funny to see chunky weight sweaters uh, in May, June. But it's really, really pretty. Um, it looks like it would be a great fun knit and a quick one too. So check that one out. That is uh, Bespoke Sweaters by Vera Valamaki. The last thing I wanted to point you guys towards was something I feel like I missed when it came out. I usually watch for Twist Collective to come out pretty closely. Um, and somehow the spring-summer um, issue of that slipped past me. But they did a really cool thing that I thought was kind of interesting. They have a whole section in this particular issue that's called Deja Vu. So they took some of their really popular patterns from past um, issues. I almost said episodes. And they redid them knit them in uh different yarns so that you could kind of get a different take on a sweater that maybe you had already seen so um this one's pretty great they had a couple of things that were really favorites of mine um from past issues in particular i am a sucker for anything fiona ellis does i think fiona ellis is an absolute genius with cables and um i have one of her craftsy classes Maybe I have two craftsy classes with Fiona Ellis about cables and cable design and things like that. I just think everything she does is so beautiful. So there's a sweater that she did a couple of years ago. It's called Gwendolyn. And I can very much picture in my head, like, the, the main rivalry picture. Because this has been in my queue forever and I haven't knit it. It's really pretty, though. It's a very Celtic-y looking cable. Um, very like, intertwined rope, kind of Celtic knot. Um, looking cables and the original was knit in a beautiful Kelly green. Um, this one they've redone it and it is knit in a lovely silver gray and then the edgings all the way around the cuffs and the hem and the button band all the way up around the hood are done in a red. It's really really cute. So that one has been in my queue for years but certainly has moved its way back up these days. Um, there's a really cute sweater called Wingspan that has horizontal cables, which I always really like. That one's just a really clever construction and really cute. I don't remember that from a previous issue. Um, but anyways, you guys, it's so cute the way they took these sweaters that they've had 
um, in past episodes and kind of reimagined them. And the way that they styled the whole thing, they have these two or three models um, and they photographed everybody in these different sweaters and they're super cute. So if you don't regularly check out Twist Collective, I always enjoy their stuff. And this one for me was particularly um, fun and I enjoyed flipping through the, the issue um, quite a bit. Okay, you guys, so last but far from least, I have the, what will be kind of a mini review that is going to span several episodes while I work through um, a couple of things here. But I just, maybe like a week and a half ago, discovered Sprout Patterns. So I first heard of Sprout Patterns on the most recent episode of the Prairie Girl Knits podcast. Um, Danny does a lot of sewing. She posted some Instagram pictures for me made May of a couple of beautiful dresses that she, um, had sewn for herself. And, uh, she was talking on the episode because Susie from the Pretty Girls does not sew and, and feels a little intimidated. So Danny was talking about like, well, we'll just get you a sprout pattern and it'll be great because they're so simple. And I thought, well, let me go. I haven't heard of this. Let me go check this out. Well, Sprout Patterns, it turns out, is the newest brainchild from Spoonflower. And if you don't know what Spoonflower is, Spoonflower is a company in North Carolina that does custom printed fabrics. So you can upload your own design and they will print it on any number of different fabrics, like jersey cotton or regular cotton. What I'm holding here in my lap is kind of a canvasy fabric. Um, I think there are silks. They do wallpaper, they do gift wrapping, and so it's like super, super cool. And I always, when my kids were little, their school used to do an auction, and every year the class would have to do like an art project, and I was always in charge of the art project. And I, I always wanted to come up with some way to use spoon flower, like maybe we would do little thumbprint animals and make that into fabric and make a quilt, because I don't quilt, and I never had another mom around who quilted. So I just kind of never like pulled the trigger on that, but it, I've always been fascinated with this spoon flower idea. So Sprout Patterns is their new thing where they are partnering with indie pattern makers. And what you get is um, a piece of fabric that has not just the design that you like printed on it, but it's printed in a way so that you have the pattern already there. So all you have to do is cut out the fabric. You don't have to cut out a pattern or print out a pattern, then tape a pattern together, then cut out a pattern, then pin it to your fabric, then cut out your fabric. It is all just ready to go in a single piece of fabric. And it is the coolest idea. I am obsessed. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about what I have here that I will be working on. And then I can tell you about some of the other fun stuff coming up with them. Um, they have adult patterns, they have kids patterns, they have all kinds of accessory patterns, little bags and things like that. Um, I can't even get started on like how many of these I love a lot, but the one that I ordered for myself, um, right off the bat was a pattern called the Portside Dop Kit. So there's a three pattern set, um, all port side. These are from Grainline Studio. I've heard of before. I think they do a lot of work with Fancy Tiger. Um, so there's the DOP kit, which is a small zippered bag. 
a duffel bag, and then a pouch, which is a zippery pouch like they have it here with somebody's keys and cell phone and sunglasses kind of thing fit in it. And I picked out a pattern that was called Yarn Bobbing, and it's kind of a dark gray, and it's got the cutest, it had yarns and bicycles. So, I mean, I, I like, I was, I was like sold. I need some of that right away. And so it's this very cute pattern of a bike and a fire hydrant, like a light post and a, be a bike rack. They're all wrapped in yarn. It's really, really, really cute. I love the bike most of all. And it comes printed so that all I have to do is cut it out and I don't have to cut the pattern. All of the sections are labeled. And so it kind of recommends that you, you know, cut out the words like here. It says end. And so I would cut that out and pin it to the right piece so that I don't get my pieces mixed up. It's so clever. Um, I really thought that this was a great idea in terms of, you know, efficiency of your fabric. So that's one thing that's a little different than I thought it would be is um, what I clearly got here is probably about a, a yard or two of fabric. And it's only printed with my, my design, um, you know, as big as it needed to be for the, the project. And then it stops and it's white. And I just kind of feel like, Operationally, I understand that that's probably the only way they can do it, but I feel like they probably could have saved about half a piece of fabric, like sent me a piece of fabric that was half this size, um, which would have been cool. And Or like had I had the forethought to order two, because really, right, I probably wanted two, um, that maybe they could have fit two onto one, although I don't know that that, Again, operationally, I don't know that that would work with the way that they do it. But it's super, super cool. Um, I cannot wait to get started on this. So what they do also is when you place your order, they um, they immediately send you the PDF with the instructions and the PDF with the printable pattern so that if you had fabric at home that you wanted to try this with, you still could do the whole print it, tape it, cut it, pin it, cut it again process and you could use the pattern again and again and again but then you get this beautiful fabric this came very quickly they actually say on the website 12 to 15 days to print your fabric um i placed this order on the 5th and i believe it was at my house by the 12th of may so that's really not bad at all in terms of turnaround time so the people at Sprout patterns are amazing and i reached out to them and i said hey you know this this could be really interesting i might enjoy reviewing this for the podcast. I had already freaked out about this bike pattern and ordered myself the dop kit, but they were kind enough to, um, they're going to be sending me a second pattern for a dop kit, uh, specifically for the purpose of reviewing. So with that one, I went with two different designs on the fabric, so I can cut that out and play with that a little bit. And then so the most fun thing about this, you guys, is you can go online and they have all these beautiful patterns and then they have this great like user interface on the website where you can just say like, I want to make a dop kit. And then you can just scroll through all of the amazing, beautiful fabrics and save them as projects and end up with like a million, zillion project bags you want to make as an example. So I was playing around the night that I discovered this and the night that I was kind of doing all this, this back and forth emailing with them. I was playing around with a purse for my mom. Um, so her birthday is coming up and I wanted to do something cool. And I just thought this was amazing. So I, I had that in my shopping cart as well. I was kind of playing. I got this, had this cool like 
tropical pineapple-y fabric, super cute. And the woman emailed me in the morning and she said, hey, I just got confused. You have two things in your shopping cart. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, that was my mom's birthday thing. And then they comped that for me, which was completely unnecessary and super, super lovely of them. So I have two more bags coming. Um, but most exciting of all, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself now because I was going to talk about the knit along at the end. They are um, donating a DOP kit in the fabric of your choice to one of the knit along winners and it's going to be so fun you guys so it's a super exciting prize so you guys will be able one of you you know whoever wins that prize in the knit along you'll be able to go out and pick your own fabrics um for the dot kit and they will print your fabric for you and send it to you and then you'll be able to sew yourself a kit and i am so psyched so huge thank you to sprout patterns i this is like my new obsession so you guys i spent just be prepared i apologize right now for how much time like you guys are all going to go spend with sprout patterns because it's fun. Um, but I spent a ton of time the other day just like playing with it. So there are, I'm just going to count with maybe like 36 different adult patterns. And then for kids, there are about 20-ish, 19, 20, and then accessories, they have nine different ones. So there's all these different things you can make. Like, they have holiday stockings. There's one with a picture of a dog. I just want to, like, somehow make fabric with pictures of my cats and then make stockings out of them. Oh, my God. And the duffel bag, I played with the duffel bag for several hours the other day. Um, they just have the cutest, cutest stuff. And so one day, there's a schoolhouse tunic that's very cute, long-sleeved, kind of got a slit in the neck and then a it's a line so it's a little bit looser in the body um, and you can do it with a short skirt it says or a long skirt so that's kind of from the bra band down right they would call that the skirt of the shirt um I I probably have eight of them saved in my thing because I kept thinking oh I could make myself one of those and take it on my trip um and then I was like, you don't, you don't need one of those. Like, stop, stop, stop the insanity. Um, and then I have sitting in my shopping cart, because this is probably happening. So this cute yarn barn fabric with, again, bikes and yarn. Um, you can make a T-shirt. And so then they had all these T-shirt styles. The one that I liked was called, what the heck is it called? The Lark Tee. Um, and the choices there are like, I, I like a boat neck three-quarter sleeve t-shirt, and that is what I like, and I can choose that option. You could do short sleeves or long sleeves. You can do a cap sleeve with a boat neck. Uh, it's loading on my thing right now. I want So boat neck, cap sleeve, short sleeve, or three-quarter sleeve, or long sleeve. Crew neck, scoop neck, v-neck, all of those different sleeve things, and they're just all different options, and then there are three different four different fabrics that you could choose from. So I was having just like a blast playing with this, but I do think I'm going to order myself one of these with this same fabric, and then I'm going to have a cute knitting, biking t-shirt. I don't know. I'm obsessed with that. Then today, you guys done with this topic yet? I'm so excited about it. I can't even. Um, today, one of my coworkers, his wife had a baby, and I have another coworker who is expecting twins summertime right and I was I knit a hat for the baby that came today and then I'm trying to think about something to knit for the these twins that are coming 
and they live in the south and so I wasn't really sure if like knitting something and then I was like wait sprout patterns I could make a baby thing and I went down a whole rabbit hole like for the whole afternoon you guys um and so they have this cute little baby harem romper which is it's kind of like a tank thing like they would need a onesie underneath it but it's got little um cuffs at the feet and it's just cute and smushy and they have baby hoodie so then my friend is expecting boys and so then I was like looking up trucks and dinosaurs and monsters and monkeys and then I wanted to make like a hundred of them so I think I'm going to leave that until after um after the vacation but I do think that those babies are getting rompers or hoodies or something um, because I think that'll be fun. I think it will be about the same investment as making something knitted. And because they live in the South, I feel like, like I can make them a hoodie out of, um, they do have fleece, but they also have organic cotton jersey, performance knit, spandex jersey. So I think if I picked like a nice cotton knit or a jersey, that it would be more t-shirt material and that would be cute. And because they have twins, right? Like I was... Oh, I was playing with this elephant one and they had a blue background with gray elephants and then a gray background with blue elephants and you could do the hood one thing and the arms one thing and the body one thing so I thought wouldn't it be cute if I had like a blue hood and a gray body on the one and then a gray hood and a blue body on the other so they're like matchy matchy but not identical <laughs> oh my gosh so enjoy browsing sprout patterns I apologize for the dishes and laundry and life that's not going to get attended to while you are cruising around and looking at the site because it is so much fun. And if you try one of the patterns out, I would love to hear about it because I'm super excited about the whole thing and your experiences with it. Again, my I have not really done anything except oval my fabric and print out the pattern, but the instructions look exceptionally well written. And I did go and buy a zipper. That was the one. So you don't get any notions. It's just fabric. So I needed a zipper, so I went and bought a zipper tonight, um, and the kids have a scout thing tomorrow, so I may start playing with this tomorrow, and if I do, I'll give you guys an update. Um, but I would love to hear about your experiences with it, because again, I it's been a while since I've been this like stoked about something. So keep me posted, think about the knit along, because somebody's going to win a free dop kit, and that's going to be awesome. So those are my reviews for this week. I hope you guys. Okay, while we're on the topic of knit-alongs, you guys, I have some wonderful sponsors lined up for um, our summer superlatives. So let me talk a little bit just briefly about rules, of which there are very few. Um, really, the knit-along will run from June the 1st until September the 1st. Um, I will open a series of threads with cute titles like best use of stash yarn, best use of sponsor, I'm going to say products. So there's lots of stuff that's not yarn. And so any of the sponsored products, you can put your projects in there. Um, best stash enhancement, best knitting on the road, um, but just some fun um, things, best in class, right? So if you don't fit any of the others, then you can just throw your project in best in class. I think the only limitations are um, for each project, please pick only one category to submit it to, and um, people will not be able to win more than once in the same category. It'll depend on how many prizes I end up with, how many participants I end up with, so I'll figure all that out, you know, as we get going through the summer, 
Um, but again, that's going to start on June the 1st. If you tag your pictures on Instagram of your projects with KAP for Knit Actually Podcast, Summer Cal, um, then there will be prizes for that as well. So let me talk a little bit about our amazing sponsors. I made a call for sponsors on the last episode, and I got some great folks. And certainly there is still plenty of room for sponsors. So if you're a lister and you have any sort of yarny business or anything like that that you want to contribute a prize for, I would be thrilled to have you participate. And I want to say a huge thank you to everybody that reached out after the last episode. So uh, in no particular order except possibly the order in which people reached out to me, um, here are the prizes that we have. I have uh, patterns from Yumi Yumi Yarns. Uh, is Shana. Shana's a listener. And she is going to be um, launching like a pattern a week for the next little bit here, you guys. So go check out Shana's Ravelry Um designer page. I will link to that in the show notes. I believe I linked to it last time as well. And she's been very, very generous with, um, with uh, offering patterns up for, um, the knit along. Uh, Jen Sheelan, who is also a listener and Jen is also a podcaster. She's a video cast, uh, that I have not had a chance to watch yet, but you guys should definitely check that out. Um, Jen has offered, um, a copy of one of her patterns. She self-publishes um, a bunch of great patterns. There was one that we were talking about at holiday time that was um, for ornaments, and she's got cute mason jar patterns and things like that. So um, the pattern that she's offering up for this knit-along is her New Horizons cowl. Very cute cabled cowl, and um, so go check that out. Someone will win a copy of that. Um, then I have a couple of things that are uh, yarn related. So Kramer Yarns, uh, you guys will remember that a couple episodes back I um, I reviewed their Belfast, which is a cotton, linen, acrylic, silk blend. Um, I knit a shawl for my mom, which I gave her on Mother's Day, and she really loved. So thumbs up there for um, the people in your life who do not enjoy wearing wool. This was a really nice alternative, and it, it turned out quite lovely. Um, so I have one skein of that in the linen colorway. I have another skein from Kramer Yarns. It's their um, Tatney Tweed. And so that one, um, Tatney Tweed DK is a cotton acrylic blend, so great for summer. Um, they are going to give us two 100-gram skeins of this yarn. It's a DK weight, 45% cotton. 55% acrylic, and um, this will be in the color wa colorway of your choice. So it'll be 500 gra 500 yards, sorry, 500 yards of yarn, and there are some beautiful colors. There's some really cute tweedy colors that I like quite a lot. There's one here called Carnation Tweed. There's another one called Loganberry. There's a purple tweed that is so pretty. Um, so check them out. You guys, all of these are linked in the Ravelry group, and they will also be linked in the show notes. But please do show the sponsors some love. And um, I'm pretty excited about this particular yarn from Kramer Yarns. So you guys, uh, the next up, we have um, Fairmont Fibers, which is the U.S. distributor of Manos del Uruguay Yarns, has offered up a skein of their Manos 
Merina. And so Merina is their lace weight yarns, 100% superwash merino. And again, this will be in the colorway of the winner's choice. There are some really pretty colorways. My favorite is Holly, which is like vibrant pinks and blues and oranges. It's really pretty. There's one called Freestias, and that one is gorgeous. There's one called Calypso, which uh, makes my heart sing. So really lovely yarn um, for you guys to choose from. Manostil Uruguay is really cool because this is a cooperative um, that allows um, people in uh, Uruguay where there are not a lot of opportunities for work. It allows women to work, basically. So I think it's really kind of cool. Founded in 1968. Um and so really they're, they, they talk about how these are cooperatives that are kind of large and well-organized businesses, but they have these individual co-ops, which are very much small local businesses and it benefits people in Uruguay with, you know, with work and things like that. So I love that angle of this yarn. Again, I do have a skein of this yarn in my stash, um, not the, lace weight, but I have a fingering weight, and that's going to be part of my doodler shawl. So check them out. Look at the colorways. Um, they're really, really quite beautiful, and I think the winner is going to be very excited about this one as well. The next thing that I have is a fix-a-stitch kit. Um, so these, you guys may have seen these. The fix-a-stitch is really cool. It's a tool for picking up dropped stitches, and this will be a set of four in different sizes. And basically, they look like, um, like crochet hooks with a hook on each end. So if you drop a stitch, you can pull it down and, um, and pick it back up. And it allows you to fix things in pattern. So for example, I messed up my Spectrum shawl a couple weeks ago. And I can do all kinds of repairs when I have knitting stockinette, but when I was trying to fix garter stitch, it took me about three times and it looked terrible. And actually on the website right here, it says garter stitch, easiest to knit, hardest to repair until the fix is stitch. So this will be a set of four of those. Um, it's usually three sizes in a package and then the lace weight one is sold separately, but they are gonna go ahead and include the fourth one um, for you guys. Now this particular prize, because they're gonna mail it to the winner directly, um, this one will be restricted to US only um, just to save the sponsor um, shipping costs. So anyways, check them out. That's a really cool little set of tools that you guys um, will probably enjoy quite a bit. And then I have some more yarn. I have a company called Dale Garn North America, and they have a brand new yarn um, that they will be releasing this summer. And it is called, I believe it's called Eco Baby. It's not released yet. So there's a link to um, the website but this is an organic wool. It's a fingering weight, and uh, they were kind enough to sponsor the knit along and offer some of that up. So as the details about that one come up, I will be sure to um, keep you guys posted and make sure that I update all of the links when that yarn is actually ready. Then we have a couple of fantastic listeners who offered up bags. Um, so, uh, Wendy from Nitty Kitty Bags, uh, offered up, uh, the bag of the winner's choice from her shop, her Etsy shop, which is Nitty Kitty Bags. I've linked that in the Ravelry group and I will link it in the show notes. That was very, very generous of her. Her bags are adorable. I follow her on Instagram and her stuff is super, super, super cute. So 
please do check her out and give her some love and some thanks for um, being a sponsor in the cow. And then um, we have a, a listener whose name is Annie. She's Annie Pearl Homemade Goods, Handmade Goods, sorry, um, on um, Etsy. And uh, her Ravelry handle is Milwaukee Pearl Girl, I believe. So she is making custom for you guys. Um, one of her Zippy Project bags, they are so cute. Really high quality, really nice bags. Um, you can see from the picture, she's got all sorts of adorable fabrics. And she is going to custom make um, a bag in a fabric that has vintage swimsuits because it's a summertime cow. And then that will go to one of the winners as well. So I just want to say a tremendous thank you to everybody who's offered to sponsor. Again, there is still time, so if you're interested in donating a prize, please let me know. I think this is going to be a lot of fun for everybody, and I really do appreciate the support both from you guys as listeners and from these great sponsors. Last up, you guys, just a quick rundown on events. Um, I will be missing quite a few uh, local events because I will be um, away on my trip but I wanted to make sure people were aware that these things were happening because a couple of them were really great. So the Estes Wool Market is um, like the second weekend in June, and that is in Estes Park, Colorado, which is my hometown. And so if you are local and you have time that weekend, definitely do your best to make it up to Estes. Estes is just wonderful. It's a great place to spend a June afternoon or day or weekend. I believe it's June uh 10th through the 12th this year, and um, so check that out for sure. May also be that same weekend, but the Fancy Tiger um, anniversary, 10th anniversary, is coming up in June. So check their website for details on that. I went to that for the first time last year, and I had so much fun, and they give good goodie bags. So um, last year, it was goodie bags for the first 100 people in line. I was like 95. Um, so get there early, wear sunscreen. The great restaurant next door was awesome. They brought ice water out for everybody, but it is sunny, hot June, and uh, be prepared to stand in line for about an hour, but totally worth it. So go and check that out and give Fancy Tigers some love from me because I will be missing it. A couple of things that I will be attending later in the summer. Um, hot August Knits is the yarn crawl for the Northern Colorado set of yarn shops. So that includes some of my favorites like the Longmont Yarn Shop and My Sister Knits and the Loopy U. Um, it goes as far north as Cowboy, Cowgirl, sorry, Cowgirl Knits in Casper, Wyoming, who I've never been to their shop, but they come to Yarn Fest every year and the owner there is lovely. Um, after that will be Yarn Along the Rockies. And so that is the... Um, front range kind of yarn stores. So Boulder, Denver, Castle Rock, Colorado Springs. Um, and I had a great time at that one last year as well. That's the end of August. And then shortly after that will be, um, I'm not quite ready to announce dates yet, you guys, but I am supposed to circle back with the vendor on Monday and, um, and understand the, the dates and the availability of the venue that I've selected for our second round of Nitnosh. So listen here and hopefully my next, next episode, I'll have a really solid Nitnosh update for you guys. Um, right around that same time is the Salida Fiber Festival. I went to that one last year. The drive to Salida in September is 
breathtaking and it's a great time to see the aspens turning and I had a lovely afternoon it's a beautiful little mountain town um it's right there in a gorgeous park and I had a lovely lunch and I had a wonderful time in Salida I'm sure I'll be going again this year and so I would encourage you guys to do that as well let me know if you guys are doing any of these local things and you want to catch up please give me a shout and I would love to meet up with folks um and then last but not least, huh, I am still putting together my plans for Rhinebeck. Somebody put on Instagram the other day, like, bought my tickets for Rhinebeck. And then I started to freak out, like, wait, do I have to buy tickets now? Is it going to sell out? Like, I started to panic. But it seems like the tickets are on sale, but it didn't, it didn't seem like there was any limit because there was, like, a pre-purchase price and, like, a purchase at the gate price, both of which were under $20. So... I took some deep breaths and like, it's going to be okay. You didn't miss anything, but I've never been to ride back. So I didn't know. And then I started to freak out that maybe I had missed it. Somehow. So anyways, those were, are the places I will be. If you will be any of those places as well, please do give me a shout and I would love to catch up. All right, you guys, this was another long episode, um, but I hope you enjoyed it. I want to say thank you very much to everybody who listens. Um, if you're listening for the first time, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're listening as a regular listener thank you so much for all that you guys do to encourage me and to reach out and to connect I um I am coming up on my anniversary, which is really exciting um and I think it was Memorial Day weekend last year that I first gave this a shot and I have really enjoyed getting to know people and connecting with people in a new way and feeling a little bit more immersed in the the knitting community. So that's all because of you guys. And I appreciate you all, each and every one, so, so very much. So thank you all. If you want to connect with me, um, show notes are always at knitactuallypodcast.com. You can connect with me through our Ravelry group, um, which is just titled Knit Actually Podcast. Um, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, again, all just as Knit Actually Podcast. So until next time, you guys, uh, happy knitting and thanks for hanging out.